0: Hi, this is Sarah O'Connell. And
1: this is Jonah Trebowasser. Welcome
0: back to another edition of Radio Rotary.
1: Each week, we chat with your neighbors about great things happening in your community and around the world. People applying Rotary's motto of service above self. And
0: Jonah, today, our special guest is Chris Colby. And we're going to be talking about green architecture in the 21st century. Chris is a principal of Spire. Spire
2: architecture. Spire architecture
0: in the heart of Millbrook, New York, in the village. Right there, and they have a very distinctive logo. I have it on good authority. Since is it green? I've seen the logo. But is it green? It's a spire. Oh. <laughs> now, now, I assume Chris Colby... Isn't that good uh, enough, all, Jonah? good morning,
1: Chris Colby. Good Welcome morning. to Radio Rotary. And I assume green architecture doesn't mean that you just to paint the house green. No, not, right. not usually. <laughs> As Jonah
2: tried to imply about your logo. <laughs> so tell us, tell us, Chris Colby, what is green architecture? Uh, green architecture, in, in a basic term or sense, is architecture that is more beneficial to the environment, macro and and micro, than a traditionally built house, home, school, whatever building you may or may not be Can uh, I just ask a quick question?
0: What sure. is the difference between macro and micro? Uh,
2: uh, micro meaning uh, your local environment, your local neighborhood, or macro is more of a, a global or a, a country oh, type great. sense. Okay. A, perfect.
0: Perfect explanation to our listening audience. So, all
1: right. Let, let's talk about The before, the before um, environmental awareness and before uh, green awareness. What's wrong with the way houses and buildings
2: have traditionally been built as far as today's environmental consciousness? Um, Well, before, you know, typically we just go and cut down forests, uh, use whatever materials we wanted, and not think about the the repercussions that they may have years down the road or or an immediate impact um, to the people living in the home, uh, most importantly, and those around it. So in the past it was just kind of we're gonna do whatever we want, and the end result is the house that you that you get. That's frontier
1: spirit of you know clearing the the log cabin area and using the logs to build the log cabin
2: and. That no. that might have been more green than what we do now. <laughs> no, but the, the
1: the old fashioned way of you know we're men and mankind conquers the universe and uh, we'll do what we want to do.
0: And honestly, when you look back on the lines and designs of a lot of uh, pioneer days, a lot of the traditional architectures we know it now, it looks for housing for residential housing. I'm not talking about commercial buildings. Yeah, is very much the same. Yeah. Until you start looking at some of the green or um, ec- echo. A conscious building the designs that are going on, they they do look a little more futuristic. They do.
1: So, Chris Colby, so, tell us, when did um, things start to shift from the uh, good old days of, hey, you know what, we're gonna chop down the trees and build stick-built the house and you know, not concern ourselves with where the garbage goes and where the septic goes, when do we start getting a little bit more aware of our surroundings?
2: Um, I think in the early 2000s, there was a, you know, 2000, 2001, there was a a, a green push. Um, we didn't see in, in my office that relate to uh, client requests. Until 2005, 2006. And when
0: did you found your company? Because you have a partner.
2: Uh, no, no, I'm not. No. I'm the sole oh. principal. Oh, you are and, sole yes. principal.
0: I'm sorry. Yep. Okay. So when did you found, found Spire Architecture That, and that was in
2: 2005.
0: In 2005. But you've been an architect for longer than that. Oh, yes. A yes. designer for longer than that. Yes. So you're saying that the big kind of consciousness or renaissance came around
2: around when i started the firm 2005 2006 prior to that um
0: what are the biggest changes
2: uh, the biggest changes I, I think, is the education in the clients. Uh, they mm-hmm. know a lot more than they used to, and sometimes you get clients that come in and they'll bring, you know, the Internet has done mm-hmm, wonderful mm-hmm, things. Mm-hmm. For I was going to
0: ask you, what do you attribute it to? Yeah, do you attribute it's it to technology, to the, yeah, the Internet? The,
2: yes, sure, absolutely. You know, clients will come in with cut sheets of things that you've never even seen before, mm-hmm. and um, that's good. You, is you know. there
0: is there do you, is there more emphasis on new build, or is it on rental? renovation and maybe greening up an existing structure.
2: Uh, both, both. The, the okay. economy certainly weighs in on that. It used to be a lot of new build, and mm-hmm. that has since you know with the, with the downturn in the economy has changed over to renovation.
0: Now well, we talk,
2: I'm sorry. Go ahead. Well,
0: we were talking about how the homeowner has become so educated. I'm curious as to other people in the trades. What about the builders? That, the actual, the actual practical application. That's to it. been
2: slower. That's been uh-huh. a, that's, there. there's a little bit of a disconnect there because, um, unfortunately, uh, the guys in the field, a lot of them have been they're doing – They're in the field. They're in the field. <laughs> they've been doing it. They're not on the internet. Yeah, they're right. not on the internet. They're working. So, uh, they haven't um, – They've been a little slower to adjust. It hasn't been a fight, but it's it's an it's an, it's education, an education process, uh-huh. and it even is for the designers. Well, where as would well? they
0: go to get that education? I mean, like, I mean, assume, assumably, if you're in majoring in architecture and design in t- today, mm-hmm. you know, a- as a student, you're a college student, you'd be exposed to these new concepts. Sure. But where are these? Where are people who are thirty years, you know, middle aged, in their careers? Where where would they go to uh, to get our additional training? Sure,
2: there there's the best way you can do it and, and we as architects have to have continuing education. So mm-hmm. we're constantly going to seminars and learning more because Well you're the,
0: licensed for We're one licensed, thing. yes, mm-hmm. and,
2: and to maintain that license you have to stay educated. And that builders could do the same thing. They mm-hmm. can go to mm-hmm. these seminars. Uh, there's different organizations that offer them. There's we'll give it there's throw stable. out a couple. Uh, you know, the National Home Builders Association is okay. one for for example. Um, the, the U.S. Green Building Council would be another one. Mm-hmm. Uh, in American Institute of Architects, even holds these seminars. Mm-hmm. So, those would be great places for builders to go, or even stop in and see somebody like myself. In, and and
0: you are. Where?
2: In Millbrook, New York, right? For our listeners, in the heart of Millbrook, (laughs) New York. Right in Millbrook, yes. With a A logo that
0: looks like a spear.
2: You have a phone number and a uh, website? uh, The phone number is 845-677-4811, and the website is spirearchitecture.com.
1: All right, and we'll repeat that in the second half of the show, folks, to get a pencil and paper. But let's say you got somebody uh, having that second cup of coffee this morning, listening to Hudson Valley Talk Radio, and says, you know, I'm thinking of building a new house, and I'd like to make it green. I'd like to make it environmentally sound. Or I've got a house I want it renovated, maybe uh, put in new uh, insulation, whatever it is, to make it green. Let's take it step by step. Let's talk first about the new, new build, new sure. build house. Sure. What makes a house green? What features does it have that an older house wouldn't
2: have?
0: I love this question.
2: <laughs> I'm glad <laughs> you I You go ahead.
0: It. We don't have a week.
2: <laughs> yeah, it, it's, it's not a... Uh it's not a simple well, question. Yeah. Well, we'll do the best
0: you can, like you always do um, with that. That's loaded.
2: Well, yeah. it, it, you know what makes a house green really depends on the the individual living in the house because there's different levels of green, right? And uh, it's what that person is comfortable with. Okay. Uh, so it's very subjective. Uh, You know, to the far extreme, that can mean that the house uh, doesn't use any energy from the grid, meaning, you know, in our local area, central Hudson, doesn't use any oil, doesn't use any propane. That's very extreme. Green. mean
1: all solar panels? Yeah, solar like that?
2: panels, geothermal systems, right. very super insulated uh, building envelope. Or they invite, o- invite over two radio hosts and we give them a lot of hot air. Yeah, exactly. <laughs>
0: oh, <yeah. laughs> oh, speak for yourself. I was.
2: <laughs> so, <laughs> so, go ahead. But Chris, on, the, go ahead, on the other <laughs> end, it could be something as simple as maybe it's... You have some solar pa- some solar, solar panels, but you're not going to the extreme where your entire yard is full of solar panels or your right, roof right, is full, right, of full of solar, solar panel. panels. So- we see a lot of the middle of the road.
0: Or upgrading, um, upgrading your existing mechanicals is what I'm seeing sure. on my my end of the industry. Sure. I mean, well, Chris and I will confess we've yes. done things together because he's an architect. What and kind I'm of things? Remember, I'm a residential <laughs> a lender.
1: It's <laughs> a family radio program. What kind
2: of things? Oh, so, yeah, we're, we're not in yeah. politics. We're not in politics. Like <laughs> so we're in the same
0: community, so we right. so you're um, have shared clients. talking about your secret identity as whatever. a banker? I but, see. But uh, yeah, my secret identity. Um, the that's what I'm seeing is people upgrading existing sure. more home improvement where they are um, using more progressive greener products for insulation they are putting solar panels in sure. um, it, uh, geothermal, geothermal systems item. which tell our list Explain what that is to our listeners, uh, a geo, please, Chris.
2: Geothermal system is a heating and cooling system that uses a constant temperature uh, from the ground as its source of heating and cooling. It's a little more complex than that, but essentially, it, it kind of works like your refrigerator in reverse to create heat. If you, if you, no, that's know that's a good analogy. You, you know but coils. it's not.
0: It's not. How is it powered? Is uh, what it it does use
2: know. electricity, so it is powered. It has, but a it's compressor. more efficient. It's much more efficient than it's oil. Clean. Cleaner. It's cleaner.
0: Yeah, yeah. But th- those are examples of, of some types of upgrades or green upgrades that people will are using in existing. But you need to bring somebody like Chris in to make sure that that can right. be effectively from fr- both from a cost and a structural standpoint you know, implemented. Being
1: spe- of course to build a greener house, um, Chris Colby, or to renovate your house up to green standards. Does it cost more uh, up front, but maybe you save more down the road, sure. especially at four dollars a gallon?
2: Sure, you know, absolutely. Oil? Yeah, you'll see a bigger cost up front. Depending on what it is, it may or may not be a lot, but over the cost of, or the term of you living there, you'll save money.
1: Uh, And you know what, we'll find out more about that in just a moment, but first, let remind our listeners they're in tune with Radio Rotary on Hudson Valley Talk Radio, and around the world by podcast on iTunes, and at www.radiorotary.org. My name is Jonah Trebowis, and my co-host is the evergreen Sarah Mm O'Connell, our very special guest, architect Chris Colby, and we're talking about green construction. And Sarah, who brings us Radio Rotary this week?
0: Well, Jonah and Chris, Radio Rotary is sponsored this week by Rotary International, Rotary District 7210, and the Rotary Clubs of Poughkeepsie, Arlington, Brewster, Cairo, Congress Valley Cottage, Fishkill, Goshen, Highland Hyde High Park, Kingston, Kingston Sunrise, and Middletown's new sponsor, Jonah. How about that?
1: And we'll be back with more of Radio Rotary after these important messages.
2: This
0: close. After immunizing more than 2 billion children, Rotary Club members are this close to wiping polio from the face of the earth. But we need your help. Thanks to an historic matching grant from the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, every dollar Rotary raises will work twice as hard to protect children against polio forever. This is an opportunity to end polio now. Visit rotary.org slash end polio. Rotary. Humanity in Motion.
1: For information about Rotary in the Hudson Valley, visit www.rotarydistrict7210.org. Jettleson, Giordano & Siegel, CPAPC is a full-service accounting, tax, and business consulting firm.
0: JGS specializes in business succession planning, including ownership transition, management transition, as well as family and non-family transitions. The
1: JGS staff works alongside you to solve the problems of your specific business or personal situation. website at healthsave.com. That's H-E-A-L-T-H-S-A-V.com. Leave the E off of save for emergencies. CPR training is for everyone. Learn CPR. Become a lifesaver. Hudson Valley Talk Radio and online at HudsonValleyTalkRadio.com.
0: Welcome back to this edition of Radio Rotary. I'm Sarah O'Connell, and I'm joined by my co-host, the... I don't want to... Are you green? Are you really... You're more twiggy brown today. If you say okay. so. Okay. My co-host, <laughs> Jonah Trebowasser. <Troopwasser. laughs> Jonah Trebowasser. Jonah Trebowasser. I said three times fast.
1: You get an extra nickel in pay from Don Verity.
0: There I go. Ka-ching, ka-ching, The big bucks. CEO
1: of Hudson Valley Talk Radio.
0: Go, Don. And today, our special guest is Chris Colby from Spire Architecture in the heart of New York, and he specializes in um, green projects. Green. We're discussing green architecture for the 21st century. We're discussing um, right. everything from new buildings, uh, commercial and residential, to upgrading an, ex- an existing house, which I found in my industry, people are very, very interested in that concept. And you know what if, I'm interested in, Sarah O'Connell? What would that be, Jonah Trebois?
1: I want to know how Chris Colby decided to become an architect, because most young boys want It'll be firemen policemen cowboys how'd you get interested in architecture Chris
2: um, actually <laughs> well I wanted to be a superhero before that but then the
0: leotards didn't fit yeah okay.
2: um, no I, you know when I was in high school I actually worked for a few contractors um, a close friend of mine his father was a contractor so I worked with him in construction um, but I just it was too hard. what do you mean physically physically yeah it's too hard so um but i I always loved buildings i and and the design of buildings and just what a building can do for a person or an individual or a company or or you know students in a school so that's why i became an architect
0: but you're also have an artistic uh, bent to you it's not just the structural piece that appeals right, right. to you. The digging yeah. of the holes, you yeah, know what I it's,
2: mean? Uh, yeah, it's, it's the artistic part, you know, kind of the Steve Jobs, you know, yeah. in me. Because you're a design to... guy. Sure, yeah, I mean, sure. You've,
0: you've done other creative things. You've written a book.
2: Sure. I understand. Yep. Did yep. I let the
0: cat out of the bag on that? No,
2: no. I we, we wrote a book. Um, we're, we're not publishing it because I decided to go in a different direction. direction? We had somebody okay. that wanted to publish it, and um, there's things that happened in my life and with the firm and it just it didn't feel right. Uh-huh. So um and it was a lot about green and about minimalism and uh, what is wrong with housing today in mm-hmm, our country. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and some of that stuff still applies. Um, right. well, let's some ex- of the
0: principles and the concepts. And yep. also, you have a furniture line, don't you?
2: We're just starting it. Because yeah, so. you
0: really are a design guy. Yeah,
2: we, we like to get okay. into all of it. So the the furniture stuff. So he things- couldn't
0: have been in construction. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's the point I'm making. He's, okay. a, he's an artist as well. All
1: right. So let's so. get back to green architecture. Uh, Chris Colby talked a little bit at the first half of the show about the end energy issues, but um, tell us about some, uh, give us some examples of some of the things you've done in the recent past on green architecture, either new construction or uh, rebuilds, uh, renovations that will uh, give us, our, give our listeners some ideas of what they might want to do.
2: My, my favorite one that I love to tell everybody is a house that I used to own. We just moved out of it recently. Um, it was an old 1833 schoolhouse. You can imagine how energy inefficient that Type of well, you had chapped is, lips, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no matter what you do
0: to those old um, houses,
2: it, it was it had a lot of character, but it was horrible to live in in the winter. It was uh-huh. just brutally cold, no matter what you did. And we did some things with the technology of uh, newer insulation, spray foams, and things like that. Um, newer windows, and the way we air-sealed the house, which is very important. Sometimes it's almost more important than the insulation. And what is air-sealing? Air-sealing is stopping all those cracks and and stuffing those gaps and cracks that are in an older house or even newer houses with the right insulation or the right caulking or the right fillers because you're stopping the airflow, the infiltration of air into the house. And that's very important when it comes to energy efficiency. And
0: specifically the cold airflow in the winter.
2: Yep, and it applies in the summer, too, for Mm -hmm. air conditioning, but it's more important in the winter. So what we did to this particular house was we we did spray foam, and some... For people that aren't familiar with spray foam, if you go to Home Depot or Lowe's and you get that great stuff in a can, if mm-hmm. you ever seen it, the red yep. can, the stuff that if you get on your fingers you can't get off, <laughs> we we use that in a much larger application and put that in the attic and, and in some of the walls and around the windows. Well,
0: because correct me if, if I'm wrong, but aren't in a lot of old houses, especially the plaster walls ones, there's a gap between the exterior wall and the interior wall, sure. and so you spray the foam down in between and and fill up the hole fill up
2: fill up is the hole is that holes. correct yes. okay and yes. and
1: the reason houses were built like that is that uh, the either the heating was done through a fireplace they just went out in the back and chopped wood or Coal was very expensive. Heating That's oil right. was probably thirty-five cents a gallon. Sure, it was also inexpensive. They didn't care. It didn't Now we're yeah. approaching four dollars a gallon heating oil, and uh, you know people are concerned about this.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. But long story short, those things we implemented on that house it reduced our heating bill by fifty-three percent. Our oh oil consumption oh by fifty-three percent.
0: And when you like, I mean, are you talking going into where the light switches are and the it, sure? Oh.
2: This was a little bigger scale Bigger's... because we had the walls exposed in certain areas so we're okay. able to, to spray that foam in there there's other... is that
0: how they get into the in between of the walls sure, you yes. have to open up a wall in the to interior open up the wall.
2: there's other insulations you can use like cellulose that will pack the wall real tight uh huh And um, that's a way to do it without ripping off your sheetrock.
0: I would assume that you would need, or your plaster.
2: Or plaster, which is much messier. (laughs) I hate to report
0: that my house is 110 years old (laughs) and has plaster walls. (laughs) Um, You would have to really be careful about uh, uh, contractors. There must be contractors that specialize in this. Sure, sure. And how would you research that?
2: Uh, usually you're going to want somebody. They could somebody call you. To, uh, yeah, they could call us. And we you have, can
0: call you at where?
2: Uh, at our office in Millbrook. Eight it's 845 seven seven eight one one. Or your okay. website, which is? SpireArchitecture.com.
0: So, anyway, back to your house. So you've done, you've filled in all the holes.
2: We filled in all the holes. We put in new windows. We insulated the attic. Mm-hmm. and that was the that was the biggest you know that was that's an example of something you can do on an existing structure
0: mm-hmm. without changing the integrity of the house right right okay what about solar panels what do we think about those
2: you know it it depends on it's very project specific Mm -hmm. Uh, you need the right solar access which is typically to the south here where we live Mm -hmm. Um, sometimes that works well with your property sometimes Mm -hmm. it doesn't sometimes you can get them on your roof Uh, the incentives used to be much greater uh, from the state you used to get a lot of money back tax breaks etc they've Kind of scaled back, but mm-hmm. the cost of solar panels has also come down dramatically as well. Right. So I
1: understand that uh, some people are either it's it's coming out or it has come out. Um, Roofing shingles that are made so that they can act as solar panels. Sure, yes. Uh, Look through windows that have solar energy capabilities.
2: Wow. Buck Rogers stuff. Yeah, the efficiencies of those aren't as efficient as a regular traditional solar panel, but Dow is a company. We do a lot of work with Dow because they're Mm -hmm. very concerned about the environment, and they have a a shingle that is a solar panel that you can put on your entire roof. Cool. And they're like little mini solar panels, and they all hook together. And and could you you
0: do partial? Sure, you could partially do.
2: Sure,
1: cool. Now, for for example, I know that I live in Red Hook, and the town hall there has a flat roof, as does the firehouse, and they put solar panels up there. And although they can't run their entire electric needs on that. They've cut their electric bill by a third to a half. Sure. Right. Sure. Uh, now, what about windmills? You know, you you see um, these banks of windmills that generate electricity. Uh, do they have the kind that uh, you know you could put in your backyard and save a little couple of bucks? Or they they do. Do they all look like Holland? You know, humongous,
2: no. <laughs> humongous <laughs> no. propellers. There are many versions. There are many versions of the ones you see uh, along the side of the road. The really tall ones uh the the incentives from the state really aren't there and the cost is sometimes prohibitive you have to have a very good wind site Uh meaning you have to have a lot of wind all the time and Mm -hmm. it's just not the hudson valley in certain specific locations is great for that but not as a general rule so
0: you know you keep kind of um implying going back and touching on state rebates or or state incentives and we did not because we're running out of time but this is a whole nother show is all the nyserda and all the lead certifications Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and I mean, there is a lot to this topic. Sure, a lot to this topic, and I think you hit early in our first segment that it's it's up to us to educate ourselves as homeowners right. and consumers. I mean, mo- for most of us, our homes is our biggest asset. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like we- to
1: think that my good looks are my biggest asset. <laughs> <laughs> but you won't give me a loan on those, will you, kiddo?
0: <laughs> hey, in the
1: two and- minutes we have left, I'd like to ask Chris Colby if you had. The open check, open checkbook, and unlimited funds, right? Mm-hmm. Like from Sarah, because Sarah, you know, is a money. She has person. that Ka-ching, kind of money. Ka-ching, that's right. me, money girl. And you, you wanted to build your ultimate. Greenhouse, what would ha- what would be in it? Take two minutes to tell us.
2: Uh, oh wow. Um, what would be in it? I, I think you know I'm a, I like the traditional architecture in the Hudson Valley, so right. it, it would be something that would be more traditional, but with a modern twist. Uh, I think for me personally, what's important are the the spaces that make a family a, a unit. Um, and that's one of the things we've gotten into more in the design is that the quality of life that the house has to bring to somebody. and Not it,
0: just the efficiency.
2: Not just the efficiency. It, it doesn't matter if your house is this really efficient box and you're miserable every day you wake up in it. That's a good point. So we've focused on that, and that's why we decided. Not, I decided not to publish my other book because um, uh-huh. it didn't touch on that, and that's probably more important sometimes than the efficiency of your house. So I think the spaces that make a house a home are, is what's more important. Well, that's a terrific sentiment, and people want more information about green Green Architectures, they can contact you how again? Uh, 845-677-4811 or spirearchitecture.com.
1: Chris Colby, thanks so much for uh, enlightening us on Green Architecture, and thank you for joining us on Radio Rotary. Thank you for having me. And Miss Sarah O'Connell, who do we have to thank for bringing us Radio Rotary this week?
0: Well, this week Radio Rotary is sponsored by Rotary International, Rotary District 7210, and the Rotary Clubs of Millbrook, New Windsor-Cornwall, Newburgh-New City, New Paltz, North rockland pleasant Valleyport, Jervis, Red Hook, Rhinebeck, and Southern Ulster. This is
1: Sarah O'Connell, this is Jonah Treibwasser. Thanking you for tuning in and inviting you to join us again next Friday morning at nine for another edition of Radio Rotary, exclusively right here on Hudson Valley Talk Radio.